Another high school boot camp is in the books, this time in Calgary. Stay tuned to hear all about it. Hi folks, my name is Cam. I am the host of the Pro-Life Guys podcast, a show dedicated to equipping you with the tools that you need to have compassionate and compelling conversations about abortion, so together we can change minds, save lives, and transform the way our culture views the abortion issue and how we navigate difficult pregnancies. Oh, I changed up my, my entry line and here we are. Um, thanks for being back here. Welcome to all of you who might be listening for the first time. I'm glad that you found us, whether on your favorite um, podcatcher or YouTube channel or whatever kind of thing. And today I'm joined in office by my friend and colleague, Quana. How are you? I am doing well. Good to be with you. Good stuff. Good to have you back on. For those of you who would remember, Quana has been featured on the podcast twice already. So she came on maybe a year ago to talk a little bit about online apologetics, how to talk to people via social media. Um, and then way back when, I think that you were like our third, maybe our fourth Humans of the Pro-Life. Second. Second. Second Humans of the Pro-Life Movement guest, which is super cool. So great to have you back on. And today we're going to be talking about um, a, a project that you really led here in Calgary, which was our high school boot camp. Before we dive into the really cool outcomes of the camp, I'm curious. So we have done high school programming in Toronto for the last number of years, often during spring break in whatever, March or April, whenever that ends up falling. We did our first ever one um, in Winnipeg, actually, that you and I were both speaking at earlier this spring during the spring break camp there. It was the first time we ever did one in Calgary, and, and you were really the brains and the brawn behind the operation in many ways. At what point did this kind of come on your radar to do something specifically oriented towards high school students, and maybe even specifically doing it during the summer break? Yeah, well, we obviously are always thinking about different recruitment avenues and the different people that we want to create opportunities for them to be involved. And so I love that the high school boot camp really gives that opportunity to those in high school that may not yet be ready to do an internship but are thinking about an, our internships um, or those who want to get involved in a volunteer team, that kind of thing, and really to cater to that, that really cool age group that I think can make such an impact um, that we didn't have any specific programming for. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a brilliant idea, as you mentioned, because we, we've been running our internships now, which is wild to think. Um, I, I believe this was our 14th internship that we ran. We ran our first one in the year 2010. Um, and I won't name the people who are part of that internship because I'll age them even more than myself. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it, it's very much geared towards... Um, University students, I know that the two-month program, the July and August one, has at times been geared towards high school students, but I think that it's a major leap of commitment and responsibility for a high school student to travel across the country and dedicate two months towards doing pro-life outreach, maybe living away from home for the very first time. And we're going to get into kind of the details of, of how things went and all that kind of stuff, um, but I, I guess... Based on your experience, now that you've done not only two high school camps, one in Winnipeg, one here in Calgary, but also working with a number of volunteer members who are in high school, I, I wonder if, I, I know that it's bounced around my brain, and I'm sure that it's bounced around not only the brains of, of the audience members, but even, and get kind of gets thrown at us um, during activism at times, as to whether or not high school students are too young to have opinions and, and be able to do outreach uh, with regards to abortion. It, shouldn't they be frolicking in meadows and and using chalk on on sidewalks and whatnot. I, I don't know what people think that high school students do, but for some reason they think that, that pro-life outreach is radically outside of the sphere of what they should be doing with their time. What has your experience been, not only working with volunteers, but also now through two um, of these camps? Are high school students mature enough? Are they prepared to be able to do this? Or do you think that it's a bit of a stretch for them? I think like anybody to be prepared to have to do it, you have to get the training and the mentorship. But I've been so impressed and encouraged just by the students that we've had the chance to work with. And I think it really also speaks to the fact that many people in that demographic are also choosing abortion, that they're old enough in many people's opinion to make that decision, to end the life of their own child. And there's a lot of high school students that have pro-life beliefs and really want to be able to advocate and speak into those situations as well. And I've, I've been blown away by just their ability and the skill that we've seen. We've seen very similar outcomes to in their conversations to what we see with adults having the conversations 
And so it, it's a really cool dynamic to work with. I feel like they're, they're so much fun, um, but also there's a lot that they can do. And to just give them that opportunity um, to be trained just like the rest of us and to be part of the pro-life cause. Absolutely. And I, I think of both of the, the last high school camps that I've been a part of as well, um, just even the, the difference in scheduling in yeah. the games that you can get away with playing with high school students versus the games that you're doing and, and the icebreaker activities. I remember the first time I did a, and so I, I used to do a ton of youth uh, ministry and youth conferences growing up. Um, and as an, as an, a young adult uh, myself and trying to pivot some of those games towards adult conferences really didn't go very well when it came to icebreakers and whatnot and get people dancing around and being silly. Uh, but it definitely hit fairly well with, with our um, participants here. And so maybe let's in a moment, we're going to dive into a bunch of the different kind of experiences from the participants, I think that we have episode um, interviews from from five or six of them coming up here with regards to their experience. We're recording this obviously after the the camp is over, but I guess maybe walk me through first of all, kind of your experience through the week um, on kind of a overarching level, and then we'll talk a little bit a little bit about the concrete kind of outcomes that we saw from the camp. What was your experience? Obviously, you were super involved in the build up, but actually having the students come and be a part of it. What was it like from your vantage point? Yeah, I, well, I think it was a, a lot of fun, as, as we've discussed, of just having them with us, having them join our team. And when we did it in Winnipeg in March, it was just such a great program to see um, them get the training, them really take it in and then start applying it in that same week. And in Winnipeg, we actually did just a section of the week. So we did three days. It was cool to have a bit of a longer program here in Calgary. We got five full days with the students. And we also had the difference of having our interns here um, and part of that. And I think that was such a cool opportunity to just to get those, those groups mixing and, and some of the mentorship that our interns were able to offer to the high school students as well. So those were, were some really cool aspects for me, but also just just seeing people of any demographic care about the issue and want to get involved is always exciting. And to be able to just walk through that with them of equipping them and seeing just the conviction on their hearts, but then also the application of what, what you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't agree more. And, and I think it's, especially pointing so we did a formal dinner after the Winnipeg one. We did a, a more casual dinner after this one is so yeah. cool hearing from the parents as well, um, from from my experience, just sitting down with them and, and hearing about how proud they were of their kids. Some of them, um, almost all of them were staying in housing that we had provided so they could stay together with a couple of chaperones, that kind of thing. Um, but hearing their parents hear stories from their kids about how they stepped out of their comfort zone and all of the outreach and all of the outcomes of conversations and just how proud the parents were of their own kids that they hadn't forced their kids into it. It was um, something that the kids had wanted to do and just how much they had thrived during it. And maybe if you could speak a little bit towards the actual kind of nuts and bolts and the concrete outcomes from it as well, not only some of the topics that were covered in training, but also obviously we did a bunch of outreach with these participants and what we saw from the outreach itself. Yeah. So similar to where we start with everyone, we give them the, the basic foundational training. But because it was a longer program, we had the opportunity to build on a lot of that too. And so let them take that, use that, and then continue building upon those foundations and skills. So the training was able to cover not only our basic training, but going in depth into the science of it, further in depth into the justifications that we hear and how to respond to those, as well as one of the highlights for me was we were able to get Gabrielle Johnson from the Lifehouse, who does educational speaking more on like the crisis arm of the movement, working directly with the moms, with the families, and get her to, to share her experience with them as well and speak some wisdom into how to navigate it with the people that may be facing this right in the moment that they're having the conversation. So that was really great when we went out um, for outreach, we did a variety of projects. And so they got to see just a, a wider sampling of, of the work that we do and also getting them paired up initially through door knocking with, with the interns, as I mentioned, getting some of that mentorship piece. And then we also did choice chain both downtown and at some other locations. And it was so cool to just see both the improvement that they saw throughout the week, but then how much activism we were able to do 
on the one day, I think we had 37 people <laughs> out doing outreach, which is so great to see those big teams and just really encouraging too, to do it with a large group of people. And so it was cool also just to see how much we were able to accomplish because we talked to over 300 people about the issue of abortion and the high school students, our interns combined, we saw 87 people completely reject abortion. Hmm. Um, and so that is super exciting to me. Um, had like 15,000 in-person touch points with the the imagery, people seeing what abortion does. And so that those are some of the highlights, I think, incredible results from just a, a week's investment of time. And and I, I can't emphasize enough how mind-boggling the outcomes are. I mean, we, we've talked about the roadmap of spoiler alert, not actually spoiler alert, but a little bit of a heads up. So next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about the roadmap for how to have effective conversations. Uh, but but equipping these students with this, and like you mentioned, over 300 conversations within the span of a single week. And these are meaningful, in-depth conversations with passersby on street corners or on doorsteps. Um, I believe around 100 of them were with pro-lifers or people who were pro-life already. And so there's just over 200 with people who supported abortion in varying ways, whether it's wholehearted support or limited degree of support, um, different stages, different circumstances. And then, like you said, over 80 people becoming fully pro-life in the span of a single conversation because of a conversation with a high school student, most of whom had never done any outreach before. And I think that's really encouraging. And I I know that I've been sharing these stats with a number of the talks that I've been doing since then um, to help empower audience members that that um, as much as many of us would like to put ourselves outside of the box of who can do pro-life outreach. Um, and, and this isn't to belittle the high school students in any way, but the fact that we had, what was it, just over a dozen? High 15 participants. Yeah. yeah. 15 participants have that many conversations, go out of their comfort zone. And they were rock stars, don't get me wrong, but it's not like we turned anybody away. It's not like we, we only accepted the elite of the elite and they're somehow fundamentally different than you and I, but rather somebody who's willing to have the conversation and to have 80 people become fully pro-life and, and a dozen or so more become significantly more pro-life. That's pretty encouraging. Absolutely. And so encouraging to the participants too, right? Of like most of them are are eager to be joining us for outreach getting them onto the volunteer database and getting them to able to join us in an ongoing way throughout the the fall and the winter season has just been so cool to see that they're reaching out to me even before mm-hmm. I've sent like that follow-up email um, initially. And so getting them tied in with the team in an ongoing way as well. Yeah. And I mean, to that, we literally had one of the participants come and join us for a full day of activism today. Yeah. Um, because she's still not back into school and she was keen to do some more pro-life outreach. And, and that's been the case for a number of others. I've been getting the, the notifications on our scheduling app of new people being added and looking forward to being part of ongoing activism. So that's going to be really encouraging to build up the local volunteer team and, and just see different people from different demographics. We've got people from all different walks of life and stages of life, part of the volunteer team. And so what's the next step? Are, are we looking at um, theoretically doing another one of these next summer? Where do you think that we could or should be going with regards to um, empowering and equipping high school students? Yeah, I think that it kind of splits into two parts of like the high school students who currently attended this one and participated already of getting them involved in the local outreach that is happening. It's not a, a once a year event that they um, have to attend, but rather they can in an ongoing way, participate. And so it's so cool to be able to equip them in a short period of time and just get a lot of experience under their belt as well, but have them continue and hopefully also consider other other programs and being part of, of an internship, hopefully this coming year, things like that. I know a few of them have already reached out with interest in that. But then as far as continuing to equip high school students, I would love to see this become an annual um, camp that we run and being able to equip more and more high school students. One of the things that we did with them was give them info cards that they can take home and, and share with others that they think would be interested in joining for next year. And a lot of them were super excited about that. We're already talking about the different people they think would participate. And so I'm really excited to see who joins us next year. Um, and yeah, just how we can continue to build this in an ongoing way offer it in various places, Winnipeg, Toronto here, and at various times in the year too, because the Toronto one, as we 
said is a different time of year. Winnipeg was in March as well. And so to give different opportunities for people who might have different schedules, different plans on the go, and try to get them able to join us for one of these events. Absolutely. So stay tuned for more information on that. Um, I, I hope that it might not be next year, but we're going to really try to get one in Vancouver as well. Mm-hmm. Um, next year, maybe during the summer, maybe during the school year, we'll see. Um, without further ado, we're going to dive into some of the, the testimonies and experiences from participants so they can share um, themselves what they found through this week of outreach. All right, folks, Cam Cote, Pro-Life Guys, coming back at you. First one I got here, Caleb, how you doing, sir? Pretty good. How are you? Good, 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 good. Thanks a ton. And thank you for being a part of this Calgary um, High School Pro-Life Boot Camp. I got to ask, so at what point did you know that you wanted to be a part of this? Because I, I don't actually remember exactly how you got connected with CCBR and this boot camp. Was this something that you kind of went back and forth? I do want to do. I don't know if now is the right time. Or is this something that as soon as you heard about it, you wanted to be a part of it? So I actually was on the email list of CCBR and I got the email and I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, no, no, I don't, no, I'm not going to go do that. And then later on, I was like, you know, this could be a really cool opportunity. And so I looked in a little more into it and was able to book book a, what do you call it? Um, book a spot in the program. Yeah, book and, a spot and... in the program and be able to come out here this week and really enjoyed it. Cool beans. Well, so glad to have had you. And, and I got to ask, so... Arguably, the two main focuses of the event are the training and the outreach. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people are a little bit intimidated about the outreach component. They're, they're very willing to come into the classroom setting, very willing to learn a lot about the background. But I'm curious, what was your experience in general doing activists and actually going out on street corners and on doorsteps talking to people about abortion? So when I first um, imagined it, I, was, I thought people would be you know, kind of hostile, maybe a little like you don't have a right to be out here talking to me about this. But I, I, I found out that there's lots of interest and just nice conversations. Yes, some people disagreed with you, but then it also meant so much to me to see people and hear them say, oh, I've never seen it that way. You're right. That 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 is never right to kill an unborn baby. So yeah, it was it was really great. That's fantastic. And and last question I got for you. So we've been this is the first time we've ever done it in Calgary. We're hoping to make this an annual thing. We've been doing it in Winnipeg and Toronto. I'm curious for for somebody in the audience who's in high school and thinking about doing a camp like this, whether it's here in Calgary, whether it's in one of our other locations. What kind of words of encouragement would you offer them to be willing to kind of take the plunge, take that step, and register for one of these kind of programs? Yeah. So. Um... The idea of it might be very scary, guys, but it's it's so impactful, it's so meaningful knowing that you're you're helping change lives, change people's minds. You're 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 helping you're you're an advocate for these unborn children all across the world, not just Canada, not just Calgary. And if you give it a chance, I I do not believe you'll regret it. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, Calla, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, how are you doing? <laughs> I am living the dream. Here we are four and a half days into our five-day high school boot camp. i got to ask, how did you get plugged in with this high school pro-life boot camp in the first place? Was it something that you heard about from a friend of a friend, through a family, just randomly saw it on a poster at your church? How did you get plugged in? Well, I think the first person who, um, who told me about it was Jeff. Jeff does a lot of that stuff. <laughs> um, and he told me about it, and then I think... A few of my friends from church were doing it, but um, yeah, I just wanted to to know more about it because there there have been instances instances at school where we're like talking about abortion, and I feel like it can be so emotional, and I just feel like on both sides, I guess. And um, I want I did want to know more just so that you can almost um, be able to debate with people without um, like in like with experience, so you can feel more prepared. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I love the way that you frame that. And, and often when we think of these kind of programs, we think about like three aspects of them. One is the training. Two is the activism and outreach. Mm-hmm. Three is kind of the community component of like getting yeah. to know other people and that kind of thing. And I, I'm particularly curious for you on the first and the third. I was wondering if you could share a little bit about what your takeaway from the training was of 
Um, so, so we do a lot of work with the participants on equipping them for the street level. Did you find that the training that you uh, received this week helped you have a better kind of framework for how you're supposed to talk to folks? And, and did you see it kind of impact your confidence even in being able to talk to complete strangers yeah. about the issue of abortion? Definitely. The kind of the roadmap um, strategy of the apologetics is great because um, a lot of the times when you see people like debating on like on, on the internet or something, it's um it's hard because like, oh, well, they just come up with that all on their own and they've never done this before and they just know how to answer all these questions perfectly. But um, just kind of having that roadmap. So if you do get stuck, it's it's not on you. You can just kind of follow the roadmap and um, and you'll probably be fine. <laughs> Fantastic. And the last one I wanted to ask you was about the community component, because I feel like a lot of people in the global pro-life community feel a little bit isolated, whether they, they're in a strong pro-life church or, or maybe a strong pro-life family, but they feel like outside of the walls of their church or of their home, um, there, there's a tremendous amount of hostility. And, and certainly there is something to that. But I wonder if you could speak maybe for a moment on the community component of a program like this. We're all staying together at, at shared accommodation. Um, the girls that you've been able to, to chat with and hang out with, the, the fellow that you've been seeing through the days kind of thing. Tell me a little bit about the community and what that can do for maybe building up a little bit of confidence as well, knowing that you're not the only one trying to do yeah. um, this kind of pro-life work. It, it was definitely really great to be able like, to be around other pro-lifers because I, mean, I go to a public school and sometimes it just feels like you are just one in a million. <laughs> and if you do say anything, you'll just have so much hostility towards you. Um, but it was super kind of encouraging and um, doing hard things together. Like it definitely strengthens your relationship with other people. And everyone was super nice and they made so many friends and we had a great time. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to participate with us. And, and I look forward to hopefully seeing you part of the volunteer team. So yeah, thanks definitely. a ton. Thank you. All right, Chloe. Here we are four and a half days into our five day program. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good, good, good. Good to hear. Um, I'm curious. A question I've been asking a lot of participants is how they kind of, what went through their mind as they're registering? Was this something that you heard about? And you're like, oh my goodness, that is exactly for me. I'm the exact kind of person who does a pro-life boot camp. Were you like, oh my goodness, what am I getting myself into? What was going through your mind while you were deciding whether or not to register for a program like this? Um, I think it was definitely, what am I doing? Getting, going. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Because I'm not really that type of person to do this. I'm definitely a me person by myself. So going out is, yeah, I'm not, I don't really like talking to new people and stuff. So it was kind of, I was like, I should probably do it because it's a good stretch for me, but I wasn't really excited about it in that case. Yeah. Totally fair. And, and I feel like that's the story for so many people who are involved with CCBR. There's so many people are a little bit more reserved, a little bit more kind of meek and mild sort of thing, rather than the like very confrontational sort of thing. And I'm curious how you saw that kind of translate into your comfort and and kind of your experience while doing outreach. I know that's a big step out of anybody's comfort zone, but did you find that that was really intimidating? Did you th find that it was harder than you thought it was going to be? Or did you find that with some of the training that it was actually relatively manageable? I found it was, yeah, pretty manageable. I just had to tell myself, you have to speak, you have to try, like, think you're, um, yeah, you're trying to save other people. So you have to speak up. You can't just be quiet yourself. You have to actually make yourself heard. Yeah. Fantastic. And last question I got for you. So we're just about done our, our week here. I'm curious, when you when you leave this camp, do you think that this is the kind of thing that will will kind of stay with you and impact the conversations you're having with friends and family? Do you think that this is something that, you know what, I kind of ticked off that pro-life box and we'll see what the, the future has in store? Where do you kind of see yourself fitting into um, having conversations about abortion in the future, if I can ask? Oh, yeah, I think this was definitely helpful in that case I would definitely recommend it to other people help me with I've got friends who are definitely pro-choice mm -hmm. and trying to have conversations without just fighting and going nowhere yeah. so it definitely equips me to talk to those friends and maybe try to move them on their point of view yeah fantastic well, I'm so glad that you've been able to be a part of this this week and I look forward to collaborating in the future as well so thanks a ton thanks all right how are we doing pretty good Good, good, good. I'm curious. First question for you is, so we're, we're doing our first ever Calgary High School Crash Course. And so um, nobody's older siblings, nobody's parents, nobody's anybody has ever done one of these before. And I'm curious, how did you get plugged in in the first place? Where did you hear about it? Um, well, last year I went to like the pro-life crash course 
and I heard about it through that and then I was like signed up for emails and stuff and that's how I heard about it. Fantastic. And and a little bit different than the crash course. The crash course was kind of a Friday evening, all day Saturday kind of thing. This is a four-day event where you're joined by 14 or 15 other high school students. And I'm curious, what was it like being able to kind of immerse yourself in a whole pro-life community that's all doing this together, the training, the outreach, um, some social stuff in the evening? How did you find it? It was it was really good. It was kind of it was a growing experience, you know, and um it was it was fun to be with a lot of other people who have that same you have that connection with them because you're all there for the same like cause. Fantastic. Um, I wanted to ask. So a lot of people think that to do a program like this, to go out on street corners and on doorsteps, you really have to be super outgoing. You have to be um, crazy confrontational, all that kind of thing. And I don't know if you would characterize yourself that way. I if you do, then so be it. But I'm curious. If not. What was your experience like kind of stepping outside of your comfort zone and talking to people in that capacity? Yeah, I'm definitely not an outgoing person at all. <laughs> and it's hard to talk to people I don't know. So, I mean, it was hard at first, but it definitely got easier. And I think it was really good. Like it was, yeah, it's definitely a lot easier now. Fantastic. Last question I got for you. Um, so we're hoping to not only do this in Calgary every year, but we're already doing it annually in Winnipeg and Toronto. For high school students such as yourself who's thinking about doing this maybe next year or the year after, what kind of words of encouragement would you offer to, to really help them commit to doing it and, and kind of taking that step, whether it's way outside of their comfort zone or whether it's even within their comfort zone? What kind of words of encouragement would you offer? I mean, I would tell them that it's really important that they should be doing this. And even if it's uncomfortable sometimes, it's it's really good. And I think they would enjoy it. Fantastic. Thanks so much. I'm so glad that you were able to be part of the week. And I, I hope that everything goes well, really, um, going forward, talking to friends and family about abortion as well. So thank you. Yep. All right, Mona, thanks so much for taking the time to join. I'm curious. So... For, for our first ever high school boot camp that we've done, for specifically for high school students, you've been able to join us for a lot of the week with your two children. And I'm curious, from the vantage point of a parent, what has this week been like, not only for you kind of sitting in on talks, but also kind of talking with your own children and their experience with the, the educational component, but also the outreach? I'm curious what it's been like from your angle. Well, I experienced the boot camp this week as very, first of all, well-run, uh, there's a lot of concerns for um, safety. It's They're responsible uh, for everybody who's with them, especially on the choice chains. Everything is well organized, uh, on time. So from and at just running a program perspective, I think it's been run really well. Just, just very on time and efficient and organized. Uh, as a parent of the, the kids doing it, uh, for the educational component, uh, the kids understood it and they were engaged. So the first day, I didn't even know how long they would last. I said, we'll do the morning. And if you don't make the afternoon, we'll go. We'll just do half days. And it was my 13-year-old who begged me to stay. So then they were sold. And so then I was happy because I got to stay too. So the educational components have been engaging. Uh, then when they did the outreach, so door knocking or choice chain, they always had someone with them who was more experienced. So they weren't afraid. I mean, there's the element of the unknown, but they were learning things. And I was always asking them as a parent, because they're young, uh, if, if they were overwhelmed, if they felt really uncomfortable, if they understood what they were doing. And my kids did fully understand that they are looking after basically the lives of kids who would be them. So they don't differentiate even between themselves and the little ones that are on those picture boards. They know that they're just older. Yeah. And so for them, it actually made a lot of sense to be doing what they were doing. Fantastic. It's so good to hear and so cool to, to have been able to join your kids for, for some of the outreach. And, and there was one kind of a little bit of a, a ruder young man still who came by and, and kind of threw out to one of them that, that like, you're too young to be out here, something like that. It's so cool to see your daughter just respond right away of like, this is my choice to be out here. It is my choice to defend these kids. So cool. And, and it must be really um, 
You must be really proud as a parent to see how your kids have, have risen up to this very challenging, very um, kind of pushing people to their, maybe not quite to their limit, but really at times pushing them out of their comfort zone mm -hmm. to engage their culture on such an important issue, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's telling that if two people that age, uh, 11 and 13, if they're aware of what's going on and if they're concerned and if in their consciences on their own, they know that killing an unborn child is wrong. Then how convicting is that when people are walking by or driving by and they see little kids advocating for lives younger than theirs. So I think that's fantastic. They're doing it and they are old enough to understand right and wrong. And uh, that's, that's just, uh, I don't think there's any problem with uh, them being out there doing that. That's fantastic. And, and it's been so cool because I, I've worked with uh, one of your older sons as well with um, Campus Pro-Life work at the University of Calgary. Um, I, I'm curious, maybe as for, for those in our audience who might be parents in a similar situation, I, I'm curious if you can offer words of wisdom for how to empower your own children into being active in the pro-life movement. Because here we are, I've met three of them through pro-life outreach and they've been incredible advocates for life. Um, what, what kind of approach do you take with your kids to be able to empower them? Because certainly they do not seem in any way like they're being forced to be here. They are here on, of right. their own, right. um, mm -hmm. own free will, and they're so excited to be a part of this. What, what can you offer maybe to a parent who's listening, who's got kids that are coming up into this age? How do you empower them to really take this on and, and make this something that they can be a part of and know that they're being a part of it because they have that conviction themselves? modeling as a parent that's what we do in everything you model your behavior you model your manners you model you know your hygiene your care your your chores at home so we modeled that for our kids and so as parents uh that it was certainly a strong issue for me just loving life at all ages just having a as a christian just having a great respect for people made in god's image everyone has value everyone has equal worth and I also understand from my background that anyone could be in a vulnerable position. If they don't have a stable family environment, then they're open to a lot of different situations that aren't um, healthy or safe for the children. So I always told my kids that that could be them, except by the grace of God. So um, our kids grew up not judging people who were in unplanned pregnancies, uh, they grew up learning compassion. So as a family, um, and again, I, I would have been involved in CCBR with this if if the option was there. So I brought my kids here as soon as I could, as soon as they were old enough. But at the Calgary Pregnancy Care Center, as a family, we would go and fill baby bottles for their baby bottle campaign, and we would volunteer. So if I took seven or eight kids there, they'd put us in one room and they would have a job for us and we were efficient and we would get, so they learned that way. Our older daughters independently realized there was a hotline. There's a summer intern program. Uh, there, there could be volunteer jobs like cleaning, baking, um, filling the maternity, um, clothing portion of that building with, with, um, supplies. And, they carried that on themselves. I guess just the modeling was what I did. And then when Nelson got to university, he right away joined the pro-life movement there and ended up becoming the president right away <laughs> and for five years. And, uh, and thanks to the help of CCBR, he got a lot of encouragement and cross work with your organization being there. That was a real blessing to him when he was busy. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, it's been such a joy working with, with Nelson um, previously and now your two youngers um, through this week. I'm so thankful for the modeling that you have made for them because we have two incredible activists and participants in this week. And I'm so excited to see what happens um, in the, the months and years to come. So thanks so much. All right, Sion, how are we doing? Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Good, good, good. First question I got for you. Um, so this is the first time we've ever done a camp like this in Calgary. And I'm curious, how did you get connected in the first place? Was it through a friend of a friend? Was it seeing it at a poster at your church? How did you get connected? Um, so yeah, uh, someone I know, Virginia. So and she just told me about it. And then yeah, I got connected. Fantastic. Virginia is the best. She's our church outreach coordinator in Western Canada here. Um, and so I'm curious, you hear about it, a high school camp doing pro-life outreach and training. Was that something that you're like, 
that is exactly for me. That is what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to going out. Was it a little bit like, oh my goodness, what am I signing myself up for? Um, were you really excited? Were you a little bit intimidated? What, what was going through your mind when you did sign up? So I was, um, I was wanting to do um, some volunteering and I thought this would be a good intro um, to get connected and stuff. And I was excited, but a little bit nervous. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, so for the last four and a half days or so, you've been doing some pro-life stuff with the team, training, outreach, the whole shebang. Um, what's the takeaway? Well, did, have you enjoyed yourself? Has it been harder than you thought it was going to be? Is it a little bit um, more manageable than you thought it was going to be? What's your kind of takeaway? Honestly, it's it's a lot, like, it's a little bit intimidating, but it's a lot easier than I was expecting. And people are a lot more receptive. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So good to hear. Last question I got for you. So we're hoping to make this not only an annual thing here in Calgary, but also camps in Winnipeg, Toronto, maybe even Vancouver, who knows where else. And I'm curious, what kind of words of encouragement would you have for somebody who's thinking about doing a program like this, but knew that it was going to be a step outside of their comfort zone? Um, I would say, like, remember who you're doing this for. And um, it's a great intro. It's you're doing it with other people who have never done this before. So yeah, I, I would really encourage them to do this. Yeah. Fantastic. So glad. Thanks so much for being part of the week. I'm looking forward to the last kind of half day that we have here and looking forward to everything that we are able to do going forward. So thanks a ton. Thank you so much. All right, Rose, thanks so much for taking the time to mm -hmm. join me on the podcast here. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's uh, It's been a really exciting week. Good to hear. Good to hear. First question I got for you. So it's the first time we've ever done a Calgary High School boot camp. And so I'm curious as to how people got connected in the first place. How did you hear about this camp? And also, what went through your mind while you were registering? Was this something that you were like, oh, that is absolutely for me. I didn't do this. Absolutely no doubt. Or was it kind of a, holy moly, this is a big step out of my comfort zone. Do I really want to do this? Okay, I'll I didn't it. think. I didn't think at all. You know, my mom my mom was the one who found it. And so she was like, you know, oh, the early bird deadline's in two days. So you, you better decide quick. And so, you know, we've always been pro-life. I've never necessarily, you know, taken that extra skip take that extra step to you know actually be part of it right and I just graduated so I have a gap year and I'm planning to make good use of that gap year and so I think that you know I thought that it would be a really good opportunity to really get out there you know challenge myself and gain new skill sets that I can use in the future and further my career whatever holds in the future for me Fantastic. Well, it's been a joy having you. And and in a lot of ways, we think about there, there being three kind of aspects to a program mm -hmm. like this. We think about the training, we think about the outreach, we think about kind of the community and social component. I, I'm mm -hmm. going to pick your brain out on all three of them, but I'll start <laughs> with the training component. So okay. you said that you were born and raised pro-life mm -hmm. and in a very strong pro-life family. I think I met a lot of your family while I was out in Vancouver oh, recently. Oh, yes, yes. Um, but Maybe talk a little bit about the training that you went through this week. Was was there some new stuff? Was it all pretty familiar already? Tell me a little bit about how you, what, what goes through your mind when you think about the training that you received this week. Well, the first thing that came to mind was like, you know, speaking strategies, like how are you going to be, how are you going to be able to make this conversation, you know, effective, but at the same time, you have to be, you know, sensitive to the situations that, you know, these women, you know, these women and men are faced in, right? And so, um, you know, it was kind of what I expected, but I like how we go, you know, further deeper into the history and the background, the nuances that make the culture that we have today and drives drives the pro-life movement altogether, right? You know, getting some of that um, that origin story there really helps, you know, build on why we need to do this and why it is important. Fantastic. Uh, that's really good to hear. We've had a, a number of different speakers who have contributed through the weekend. So that's really mm -hmm. good to hear. So the second one is that outreach component. And I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people are very keen for the first component. Very, a lot of people are very excited about coming and getting training from leaders in the pro-life movement. Mm -hmm. But taking that next step and actually applying that on oh, the street yeah, yeah. corner that, on that doorstep a, that's a challenge there. <laughs> is daunting. So tell mm -hmm. me what, what goes through your mind. Like, uh, Give me the the Coles notes on this week, was that something, one of the aspects that you were looking forward to or you're a little bit nervous about it? And then how did it go for you? Well, you know, I'm, I just don't think about it. You know, like, it's kind of like how I got into this, but you know, I don't think about it until I'm already there. And then I have no other choice but to necessarily, you know, just go for it. Right. And I always know, you know, there's always that first kind of hurdle there, that first jump into the pool, you know, how to swim sort of float. Right. But it's like taking that jump from the, from the diving board sort of thing. Right. And so, you know, I found, um, 
I found that it was very rewarding, right? Seeing, not I didn't have too many mind changes, but at the same time, though, seeing the progression and you know the effects that this communication strategy you know has on people, right? You know, and we have a lot of you know little wins. We have a lot of big wins, right? I think I got a big win at the end of this, you know, just to you know put it all together. But yeah, it was a very very rewarding experience, and it's definitely something that really helps you face the reality of exactly what you're doing. You just like if you have the skills, but you don't use it, right? They're going to float away eventually, and you're gonna get rusty, right? So this sort of thing, once you throw yourself into it, you're comfortable, you know what to expect, then you know that, okay, I can do this again. I can keep refining it until it becomes a good art, right? Absolutely. And, and that's so encouraging to hear. And I, I think that should go a long way, hopefully for mm -hmm. you in the audience to, to know that it's always going to be daunting the first time you go out. But the difference between myself and somebody who's never done this, is not mm -hmm. that I'm smarter than anybody else and more capable. It's just that I've done it a lot more and I've gotten a lot of practice doing it. And it's great to do in a team setting. And that's kind of the third component, the social, mm -hmm. the community component. I know that for a lot of people, they feel very isolated in the mm -hmm. pro-life movement. Maybe their family is very strong, but the greater community around them, maybe their church is very strong in pro-life, but their workplace, their school, right, right. things like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe speak a little bit to the community component of this time. Obviously, we're all staying together, um, mm -hmm. ladies in, in one suite and fellows in another suite. Maybe talk a little bit about the social component through this week and, and how that may have contributed towards the experience. Well, I think definitely for sure, you know, having like minds and also having that safety blanket as we're, you know, setting, you know, setting foot into a brand new world, you know, so to speak, that is a very comforting you know, thought, you know, at, you know, in the moment where you just blank out, you have nothing to say, but you also, you still need to be able to present a good image of the pro-life movement. And you have that safety blanket there, you know, to catch you and, you know, help you through. And then it's really just, you know, a back and forth eventually when you get it, right? And so like community is definitely something that is, you know, very important. And uh, it can be seen in how, you know, the many, one of our many goals when we are doing this outreach is how we want to get people signed up, you know, with workshops and get them equipped with the skills that they can also then, you know, uh, influence their, you know, sphere of contacts, you know, people that they know, family, friends, you know, co-workers, right? And building that community is, you know, one of the ways that, you know, I think the other side has achieved. So at the same time, you know, we can do the, we can do the same strategy as well, right? And we really need to make it, no, we have to be loud. We have to be bold. We have to get ourselves out there, right? And so, you know, this boot camp is also one of those first steps. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Last question I got for you. So this is our first of hopefully many, not only Calgary pro-life crash courses, but we've been doing them in Winnipeg. We've been doing them in Toronto. Lord willing, we'll be doing them in Vancouver very soon. What words of encouragement would you offer to somebody who might be thinking about applying, but a little bit hesitant to do so? How would you encourage them to take that leap of faith, to take that step outside of their comfort zone to participate in a week like this? Hmm. I don't know if I should offer the advice where I go like, don't think about it. <laughs> You're right. But, you know, also don't thinking, like not thinking about it and just knowing that, okay, this is a cause that is worthy of my attention. And really, you know, putting yourselves, um, putting the faces of who you're fighting for in front of you, really understanding, um, really understanding why, why, why we have to do this. Why, why is it necessary? All right. And then from there, just don't think, just do, just do and then it will all just kind of flow, right? And, you know, at the same time, you know, understand yourself, right? If you are not, you know, perfectly equipped, you know, to do it, that is okay. Not everybody is made for this, right? But taking that first step to at least, you know, put your, dip your foot in the water, right? I think that is, um, that is the major aspect of it. So just don't think, just do it, do it. <laughs> Fantastic. Just do it. Thanks a ton, Rose. I really, really appreciate it. It's been a yeah, joy yeah, no working problem. with you over the last week. Mm -hmm. And thanks for joining the show. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Mm -hmm. There we go. All right, Tiana. Thanks a ton for joining the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am living the dream. We just finished up our Calgary Pro-Life Crash Course with high school students here. And I'm curious. I, I've been asking everyone because this is the first time we've ever done it in Calgary. How did you hear about it? And what went through your mind when you were deciding to register? Was this something that you were really excited about? Was it something that you were kind of nervous about? Where are you at? Um, so funny story, I actually didn't know I was even coming here. Um, uh, basically, my mom um, just kind of signed me up without telling me. And then uh, later um, uh, in the day, she's like, okay, get ready, we're going somewhere. And I was like, okay. 
So we get in the car with my younger brother and we drive and she was like trying to make it all like mysterious on the way. And then uh, it ended up being uh, this pro-life boot camp. So I'm honestly kind of happy she brought me here. So fantastic. Well, let's dive into that a little bit because uh, surprises are, are always a good thing, I suppose. And and when you found out, was this like, holy moly, this is a big step outside of your comfort zone? Was it a matter of, I'm so excited to be here, part of a pro-life camp? Like, what goes through your mind when you find out that you're going to be here? Um, Honestly, I was pretty excited that I was going to be here. I I don't know. I got here and my mom was like, well, I just didn't tell you because I didn't know if you'd like it. And I honestly, it's really exciting to be here and be a part of something like so big and so worthwhile. So, gotcha. So, Tian, I got to ask, we've got, I, I often think about there being three aspects to a camp like this. We've got the training, we've got the activism, we've got the community and kind of social component of it. And, and so with regards to the training, I, I know that a lot of people think, you know what, I, this is way too complex to be able to be a good pro-life ambassador. You need to know everything. You have to be so sharp. You have to be perfect in many ways. What was your experience for the training? Did you find that it was pretty accessible? Did you find that it was pretty um, pretty manageable to uptake? Or, or did you feel like it was uh, pretty overwhelming? Um, I think the training was really fun. And this, the course was spread out really evenly. And it didn't seem like it was too much at one point. And yeah, it was, I think the training was like really good. Good to hear. Good to hear. That's the goal. And I know a lot of people, the training is the easy part, that they're very willing to join for whatever training is necessary, but the activism is a lot more challenging. The activism is what gets them going. And so I'm wondering, when you were out there talking to people about abortion on street corners, we did some door knocking um, door to door in Calgary as well. What was your experience like doing that outreach and actually applying the skills that you had learned earlier in the day and previously in the week? Um, so for the door knocking, I honestly found it was like really fun and it wasn't actually that nerve wracking, especially when you have someone right next to you, like being there and ready to take over if you mess up. Um, so that was actually pretty easy, the door knocking, but for the, like the, the choice chain, that was a little more nerve wracking on like, on like a scale of one to 10, it was kind of like, just like five when you were thinking about it. And then like a seven while you were driving, and it kind of like went up to like a 10 while you started. And then it kind of dropped back down to like five. And then pretty much it was gone when you like were finishing it. But yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Totally fair. And I know it is such a big step out of a lot of people's comfort zones. And so the last one, last one that I want to ask with regards to the camp itself is the social component. Because I know that for a lot of people, there's an isolation factor that goes into being pro-life. And, and maybe your family is very pro-life. Maybe your church community is very pro-life. But we know that there's a lot of people around us, our community, our neighbors, sometimes our school and classmates that aren't pro-life. And so what is the value of the social component, the games, the, the, the trips, the, the hanging out and board games and that kind of thing in building confidence and building friendships during a week like this? Um, I'm really happy. Everyone here was like super friendly and really nice. And I'm really happy that we just made so many new friends and everybody was also on the same page. So you could have the same conversations. And yeah, it was it was really nice to meet new people. Fantastic. Last question for you. So we are hoping not only to continue this on in Calgary, but also we have high school crash courses and boot camps in Winnipeg and Toronto. Hopefully we're launching one in Vancouver. What kind of words of encouragement would you offer a high school student similar to yourself who's thinking about applying for a program like this? How would you encourage them to take that leap of faith, and to take that step, to go ahead with doing some pro-life outreach? Um, I'd say that it's totally worth it. Um, whatever you whatever you have going on, it's definitely worth to drop to come and do something like this. Um, it's really, it's a lot easier to step outside of your comfort zone than you think it is, especially when you start meeting new people. And I'd say it's totally worth it. And if you're thinking about it, then just go for it. Fantastic. Well, it's been a joy working with you. So glad you've been able to participate in the, in the, the program. So glad that your parents brought you. Um, and yeah, looking forward to all the collaboration going forward. So thanks a ton. Yeah, thank you. All right, Sophia, thanks a ton for joining me. Yeah, How are you doing? You. I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? I am living the dream. We are at the end of our, our first ever Calgary High School Boot Camp. I hope that you've had a good time. Yes, I have. Good to hear. We'll dive into that in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to ask, 
How does somebody get connected with our first ever Calgary boot camp? Did you did you see it at your church? Did you a friend of yours suggested? Your parents suggested? How did you get connected? Um, well, so I kind of heard it from a, a few places, but mostly from my church. Um, one of my friends from my church has already been slightly involved in CCBR, and then um, also Virginia goes mm. to my church. So, you know, heard about it a lot there. And so that's kind of how I decided to join. Excellent. So good to have friends and family that are doing that. Virginia, Virginia White is our church outreach coordinator. She does a phenomenal job. So um, that's really cool. And when you did register, was this something that you were like, this is absolutely up my alley. I'm so excited for this. Was this a little bit of a step outside of your comfort zone? It's, it was definitely a step outside of my comfort zone. Um, I love talking to people and, and even like debating with people, but actually going out and talking to strangers, especially about difficult subjects, you know, not exactly my favorite thing to do, but um, it was definitely a good experience overall. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Let's dive into that experience a little bit more. So um, we often think about kind of the training, the outreach and the social component. I, I mm-hmm. want to ask with regards to the training, did you find that it was um, helpful in giving you a little bit more confidence, a little bit more clarity in how to go about having good conversations about abortion? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Because um, I haven't really had many conversations about abortion in the past at all. Um, and I really like how they kind of um, have like different components to the training. So they have like the logical aspect of it. They have the um, biology and the science aspect of it. And they have like the emotional aspect of it, which was one thing I was kind of nervous for going into it because um, although I've heard about CCBR, I didn't really like know what it was about. So I was like, are we going to go out there and start yelling at people? I don't really want to do that. What have I got myself into? But um, yeah, but I really like how they approach it with those just like it's very balanced. And yeah. Fantastic. Very limited yelling. No yelling actually at all. Um, And so that's really cool. And so I feel like a lot of people are very keen to sign up for the training, but then the outreach takes them in even a step further. And I'm curious, what was your experience like doing the outreach, doing the door knocking, doing the choice chain? Um, How did you feel through it? And and what's kind of a major takeaway? Um, (laughs) So it was... I don't know. There's a lot going on and there's a lot of conversations, so it's hard to really think about the overall experience. Um, It's kind of like just knowing, um, I don't know, kind of like having, knowing that like you can do all that you can, but like it's not, you're you're not the one actually changing someone's mind. They have to be willing and like open-minded. And so like, um, yeah, just knowing that it's not all on you has been something that's really helpful, especially since I found that I've been faced with mostly like very adamant pro-choice people, which um, it was really, it was still very interesting to have the conversations, but it can be very hard to like get, to push past some things that they really want to hold on to. So I think that was just a good thing knowing that coming in. And then I had had some other good conversations. So altogether it was good. Good to hear. Good yeah. to hear. And and in those moments where, where you're confronting somebody that is very adamant in supporting abortion, maybe speak to the value of, of the community component that you're not out there by yourself. We're not just giving you a sign and telling you to, to come back an hour later kind of thing, but rather having somebody standing right beside you who can help out, having people who are around the camp being willing to answer questions and, and help out there. And also just a little bit of social time to be able to get to know people, make friends, that kind of thing. Maybe talk a little bit to that component. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I've, I've made definitely a lot of friendships. It's been really fun just to get to know all of the other campers and all of or some of the interns um and yeah we've had lots of very fun moments including karaoke which is definitely a highlight um but going back to um having those tough conversations it's really good to have people there um in case there is a point because often people like to ramble a lot so kind of having someone a little bit more experienced that can like stick to the conversation and kind of um be a little bit more prepared to challenge them was definitely helpful and yeah, just like knowing that, just like seeing the other volunteers or people working there, like walking around, just knowing that, you know, you have support there. Like even if you're having a tough conversation, you can just look over and there's someone else that is there to support you. So 
yeah, that's been really good. Good to hear. Last question I got for you. Um, and so not only are we hoping to do this in Calgary year over year, but also we're doing it in Winnipeg, Toronto, hopefully in Vancouver as well. What kind of words of encouragement would you offer somebody who's thinking about applying, but maybe a little bit nervous, maybe a little bit hesitant? Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say it's definitely not going to be super easy, but um, it's um, what's really helped me is thinking about who it's for. Um, because it's so it's so easy to just get caught up in how others perceive you or just if you said the argument in the perfect way, but just being able to go out there and actually try to do it is very important and very good. Um, and yeah, having that community there, like there's lots of incredibly experienced people, so you don't have to know everything at the start. And I still don't know everything perfectly, but yeah, like it's, it's just good to have, um, you have, you, you will be equipped with what you need, I guess. So yeah. Great to hear. Well, it's been so great to have you part of the team. It's been fun getting to know you, and I look forward to hopefully being able to connect part of the Calgary volunteer team as well. So thanks for All right. Time. Thank you. Cool. All right, Peter, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Ken? I cannot complain whatsoever. We just finished up our first ever Calgary Boot Camp. And I'm curious, for somebody such as yourself, so you have been volunteering not only with your family, but as, as an activist um, in your own right for a couple of years now. And what went through your mind when you heard that not only could you participate in a program like this with other like-minded pro-lifers, but also people in your same kind of like stage of life, a high school-specific boot camp. Was that pretty exciting? Yeah, it, it was exciting. Um, well, I, my sisters, they went and did um, the internship last year, and they, they had a great time, and they made a whole bunch of friends. I didn't wasn't quite ready to do the internship, and I thought that this could be a good um, taste of what it would be like. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I looked forward to making friends, and I, I definitely did make some friends. And I definitely got a massive boost in my conversation confidence. Fantastic. That's really good to hear. Maybe let's dive into that a little bit further, because I feel like for a lot of people, it's difficult to build momentum. Even as a volunteer such as yourself, if you're coming out once a week, once a month, that kind of thing, having a couple conversations and then going a couple weeks before you talk to people again, it would be difficult to build momentum. And so maybe talk to the value being able to go out day after day after day, talking to people again and again and again, and kind of putting into practice some of the skills that you learned, some of the training that you you, uh, took in earlier that day, previously in the week, that kind of thing. What is the value of being able to do a lot of activism kind of all together? Um, Well, you get to implement what you've been taught right away, but that's what usually happened with my volunteering. But you got to implement it for right away afterwards and then you got to learn a little bit more the next day and you could implement what you've learned the day before and solidify it and it would it just helps solidify all the um all the uh conversational techniques and yeah it just helps a ton i before uh this week i was very hesitant to have my own conversation but now i am very comfortable with having my own conversation that's so good to hear and that, i mean that's the whole goal of the camp to be able to build people up and give them the confidence and capability that they need to have those individual conversations that's really really cool to hear um you touched on it earlier the the kind of community of the social component of being able to make friends and and spend some time with people like-minded people in the same age group maybe share a little bit about like just kind of the social experience and and being able to make friends with with um, campers, people that are at your same stage of life and that kind of thing. Um. Well. Uh, well, it's just making more friends and learning about different people. It, it it's I met some funny people today this <laughs> week. It's fun. That's good to hear. So last question for you. So uh, we're hoping to make this an annual thing. We're hoping to have this not only in Calgary, but keep it going on in Winnipeg, Toronto, maybe even a Vancouver one. Maybe offer some words of encouragement for somebody who's a high school student who would think about applying for a program like this, but maybe is a little bit nervous, a little bit apprehensive of taking that kind of step outside of their comfort zone. What kind of words of encouragement would you offer them? Um, if you If this is your first time, you should definitely take notes. 
<laughs> because I, this isn't my first time doing any volunteering or anything like that. I've been volunteering for practically my whole life. <laughs> so a lot of this stuff, but I've just listened to it a ton and it's practically all in my head. So I, I didn't take very many notes. But if you're new, you should take notes because you won't be able to keep everything in your head. You'll lose tons of it and your ability to have conversations during the week won't, will be affected. Gotcha. Uh, very, very wise advice. Absolutely there. Anything else that you think is important to know about a camp like this or anything else you want to share about your experience? Well, it's fun. It, it just unless you don't like getting yelled at or if that, if that really just makes your week terrible, then it will be fun. Good to hear. A ton of fun. I'm glad that you were part of this. It's been so cool getting to know you, um, not only within the context of your family, but during a week like this, we're being able to get, get to know you much better. So this has been an excellent time. Thanks a ton for being a part of the week. Yeah. You're welcome, Cam. All right, folks, that was our Calgary High School Activism Camp um, hosted in August here in 2023. Hopefully we'll have news um, of upcoming camps, not only in Calgary, but also across the country coming soon. Thank you, Quana, for joining for the episode. My pleasure. Sharing your um, vantage point on all of it. Um, and as always, folks, please do not only like and subscribe to your favorite um, podcatcher, but also check out our YouTube video. Um, especially to, to meet and, and be able to see some of the participants as well. And thank you all for your role in the pro-life movement. And I hope that um, through this podcast and through, through the outreach of CSPR, we're able to further empower and equip and enable you to do even more outreach. And so thanks a ton for you in the audience. May God bless you abundantly wherever you're at, however many hours are left in your day. Hey.